So good afternoon and hello everybody and welcome to what is the first in a very, very long time um, of an episode of uh, my podcast, Who's Zooming Who? Joining me this afternoon um, is a very special guest uh, and someone who I've been very keen to talk to for um, a number of months now. Um, Terry McGuire is the director of the National Forum for the Enhancement of Teaching and Learning in Higher Education. So I'll ask her to introduce herself first, and then we'll go on and have a conversation about, um, I suppose, everything that's been happening since since the last time I recorded a podcast, and indeed over the last uh, 11 months. So Terry, over to you. Very welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks, Mary and Ken, and, and it's, I'm delighted to be here. Um, so for me, I've been, I work with the, the National Forum, as Ken said, uh, we're the national body for leading and advising on uh, teaching and learning in Irish higher education. And I think we have an interesting position in that we work very closely with all the institutions in the sector, but we also work with the policymakers. We're like the hand in the sandwich between the two. And I, 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 I always like to think that we try and bridge uh, between the two to, to make things work more smoothly. Um, I've been in this role now for my first, I was seconded first to the role in 2013. So I'm out of the Institute of Technology, Tala. I was the head of lifelong learning there. But um, going uh, before that, I spent about nearly 18 years in Scotland, uh, working in further and higher education in Scotland. And it's interesting, Ken, because uh, when I was in Scotland, um, we were running courses. This is in 1985 to 1997 when I was, when I was working with this College, which is one of the colleges of the University of the Highlands Band. And we were running courses then across the whole of the Highlands and Islands. We were running courses uh, for students in Perth with our own students using ISDN line. We were um, assessing students using videos on BT. And when I came back to Ireland in 1997, I've never known, I've never known um, teaching without technology when I came in 1997. And now in the last 11 months, we seem to be coming to a place that I had to know, but I, I had to be there because uh, I lived in an island <laughs> and, and we, had, we had no other way of contacting our students. They were all at a distance. So it's interesting over the last 11 months just to see what's, what's happened and, and, and how our whole education and our approach to how we're contacting our students, how we're working with our students, how we're working with our peer groups, how we're working with our senior managers and all the other bits and how it's all working. It's very interesting. So I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, no, it, it, it is um, absolutely amazing. And um, I still sometimes kind of have to remind myself that this isn't really normal. Uh, I know some people call it the new normal. Um, don't really like that term, I have to admit myself, because yeah, um, I'd hate to think that this is the way it's going to be forever. But, you know, similar to yourself, my, my own background, I've, I've been using technology for probably too long, uh, not, not always with an education, uh, not always with an education uh, bent, but um, it's funny how you do absolutely completely, almost take it for granted um, until, um, uh, until, it, until it goes away, I guess. Um, having said all that, um, it, it's interesting that you talk about that experience of the Highlands and Islands um, and how, I guess, the more things change or the more we like to think they change, sometimes the more they stay the same because technology is only a tool. And even in my own role um, as head of technology enhanced learning, I often kind of wonder, well, what kind of learning is there without technology? Because it, it's so deeply ingrained into the mix now, it's, it's very hard to take it out because where, 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 does, it, where does it stop? 
I suppose like that, and, and, and I guess having that background um, in distance education, um, as it would have been called, and for my own sins, I did try and do a distance course once when it was coming through the post. Um, that, that probably tells you um, as much as you need to know about how, how old I am. Um, it was this mad idea I had to repeat my leaving cert. Um, but coming from a background of distance education, obviously you, you, you've seen um, the changes and, and, and the, the way technology has been, I guess, more widely adopted. Um, you know, I think I've said on more than one of these, um, one of the previous episodes of this podcast that we were probably lucky the pandemic happened when it did because we had all these tools that we could quickly deploy. I've no doubt that had it happened 10 years ago, we would have deployed tools as well that just would have been different ones and we would have used them differently. In, in terms of your own response, and I know that um, I'm thinking back to um, March of last year, which is not quite 12 months ago now, but it's coming up on the anniversary. Um, you responded really, really quickly. I remember at the time by putting out sort of helpful lists of resources and tools and ideas that people uh, can, can use. Was that driven by some of your own experience or the experience of some of the rest of the, the team in the National Forum uh, around using tools and technologies or, or what was the, the, the driver or impetus behind that, I guess? Well, for our, our own particular um, approach, it actually, one of the things that the, the forum um, does for the sector is it, it, it actually helps the collaboration. So, and it helps institutions to share what they're doing. It's often, and, and we're non-partisan. So having that central space where you can say, well, look, there's a good resource here, building that collaboration between. So what we, we, we realised at the time, that every one of our institutions were trying to respond and they were trying to get the same resources together and everything. So we offered um, a space. One of the most successful things we had was we offered this space. We're saying, well, look, if you found a good resource, if you've developed a resource, put it up here, other institutions can look at it, adapt it and build it, make sure it's got the CC by. So we coordinated that particular uh, response. Um, and, and that was good because that meant that people weren't reinventing the same wheel. With your limited time, you didn't want to reinvent the same wheel. And the second thing then was that we heard um, from the sector that um, how do we get to focus? The, there's so much to be done. How do you help focus the conversations that are happening within the institutions on what's really important in a way that's very accessible. So we reached out to the USI and we did a, a collaborative, you know, the 10 things you need to know for students. We reached out um, to uh, Professor Geraldine O'Neill who had led our assessments um, um, initiative nationally. And she worked with us to look at alternative assessments. Uh, we reached out with the head, to make sure we had that inclusive thing. So, and the value of what we were trying to do was so that we gave people saying, look, these are the 10 things that you need to think about. And they were able to take those into those conversations and say the forum has just produced this. How are we on these ten things? So there were there were kind of conversation generators and, and conversation focuses within the institutions, and they they worked pretty well. In terms of of, of where we were in in, in March, I, I just say that um, the forum was set up in 2013, and, and I suppose I'm biased, but I like to think that some of the preparedness that we had in the sector was because of the work of the forum. If you remember, we produced the digital roadmap in 2015. We had the enhancement funding in 2013, 2014, 15, 16, 17, and 16, 16, 18. Um, and we had our 
our initiatives in, in 2019. So we had, so we'd already started a lot of what we were doing was about supporting staff to engage with technologies on the ground within their own context, within their own disciplines. And some of those conversations, I really feel, um, and some of the funding that we put in and the projects that were completed really supported staff when they certainly had to pivot to online. And uh, for us, I remember we were planning the launch of the index face-to-face uh, -face, and we had a big spectacular launch for the, for the index survey organized, I think it was for Smithfield Cinema. And that was going to happen. And of course, everything shut down. And then we had all this data that said, you know, 70% of the, of the staff haven't actually taught online before. So how, how do you support, how do you, you know, what, what do you need to do? It, it was very interesting. It was like having this very unique data set at a particular time. And you went, oh, what, what, what do we do? What do we do? Um, so I think that, um, you know, there was a lot of, of, of um, the institutions then responded within their own context. So, so sometimes we have to balance what's happening at a national level and not duplicate what's happening at a national level with what's actually actively happening in their own context. So what we saw what institutions were doing was, was actually developing context-specific professional development programs for the particular um, BLE or, or particular approaches that they were taking. And it's hard to do that at the national level. So we were trying to support, support the, the, the bigger vision in terms of, well, what's alternative assessment? What do we need to be thinking about? What's, engagement and, and things like that. So, uh, and our, our, and looking at, I suppose, the, the, the results of our, our index survey saying, well, what, what, what can we work, how can this inform the decisions we're making? And we know from working with the institutions that they were using the data that they had at that time to inform some of the decisions that they were actually making. So. No, I, I, I'm surprised that you say you had this big um, launch of the index or spectacular launch of the index survey planned. I thought the launch that you had was pretty spectacular um, <laughs> anyway. And um, uh, they, 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 it probably highlighted early on what could be done on a platform um, like Zoom or any of the, 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 the video conferencing platforms. Um, and Well, actually, do you uh, know what? That was one of the things that we wanted to do. But when we had to pivot online, um, we said, well, let's, let's do this and let's, yeah. let's show them what you can actually do, yeah. that it doesn't have to be just talking heads. And yeah. no, <laughs> it, it, it was really, really good. And, and, and the data, obviously, and the whole thing was exceptionally timely. I mean, it couldn't have been, um, it couldn't have been more timely uh, if it tried. It would be interesting, and I'm guessing, look, uh, uh, it's probably something that, that's planned anyway. Um, now, almost 12 months uh, out, uh, how different the results um, may well be um, from, from, from what they were at the time. The other really interesting thing that you touched on uh, there, and, and you're quite right on the collaborative side of things, because I think a lot of the time people get so busy just doing their own job that they don't look around to see what people either side of them are doing. Um, that, that happens within an institution, never mind across the sector. Um, and, and I think one of the really useful things for me, and I've made some, some good friends uh, as a result of it, um, some of the really useful things for me of some of the national forum projects across institutions is you're getting to meet and work with people that you probably wouldn't meet and work with otherwise. Um, and, and sometimes, like I know definitely in, in the early days of all this, um, just having somebody that you could 
I was going to say pick up the phone to, but you don't really pick up the phone anymore. You, to to go on a Zoom call with and say, um, this is what we are doing. What are you doing? And and there was a certain kind of comfort in knowing that you weren't um standing out too much or the difficulties that 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 you were having were were being felt elsewhere as well and that um maybe you weren't as 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 isolated i guess um uh, as you might have thought so i I do think um that foundational work that you would have done in building those collaborative partnerships and paid uh, probably dividends that nobody really anticipated um at the time but in hindsight now you can look back and and, and see that that it makes absolute sense just just on the index survey and, and maybe this is happening and i'm just not aware of it I, i'm presuming that that's something that you're going to revisit again to see um where, where where we've where we've come from um and where we are now relative to yeah i i i don't know you realize how much work there was in <laughs> the index survey. No, I do. Trying I do. to get yeah. there was at thirty-two institutions to agree and to uh, to get through thirty-two ethics committees, um, and then to uh, to run it out and get what we did was to get fantastic and fair dues to the to the team. They have fantastic uh, responses. A really really useful data set. But the one. When I remember I was around and I was touting the index survey and trying to get the senior management buy-in. And my bottom line was, I promise this is not going to be an annual survey. I promise <laughs> it's not going to be an annual survey. So no sooner had I launched it in May, they were saying, wouldn't it be a good idea to run it again in September? <laughs> I'm going, no, no, not, not for a while, please. Um, I have mixed feelings about when we should run it. I'm sure. not sure right now is the time. Because I think we're still in a responding mode. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we still have to do it. I think, I think I'd like, personally, I think we should wait another few months. Okay. Maybe into let this year, this academic year to go by, and maybe think of it as a something in 2022 um, that we will that will actually give us some real information. Now that's mm-hmm. not saying we're not doing anything. So we have plans to to. Um, try and collate um, the learnings that we've had um, across all of the institutions and that we plans around that, that, that we'll be announcing shortly, I hope, um, and reporting on them in, in, um, in November. Um, and we're, um, so that we're not, what we want to do first is to reflect on what have we learned, what's good, and um, what have you learned that hasn't worked. Now that we're you know, you know, it's it's not that immediate response in, in emergency mode. We've now had almost a year or almost uh, two semesters by the end of it, of, of the whole academic year for many will have been online. Let's listen, let's, as I said to you before we started the recording, let's listen to our students. It's a gift to our students. It's a lesson to our current students. Mm-hmm. I love one of my board members said that the gift to our students is to listen to our current students just now so we can really shape and plan for their for the future students that are coming in in a really informed way, and I think if we do that at a sector level, it'll be it'll be really good. Um, I th- I still think nobody nobody expected us to be still here now. No. Now and, and and I heard somebody say yesterday a pandemic isn't that wasn't on anybody's risk register. Mm. No, I, I, absolutely. Look, I I I still have to um, 
I suppose, and I'm even struggling to, to, to find the words to describe it, I, I often wonder, uh, you know, maybe it's something to do with the the, the human condition or our ability to adapt uh, and change and just accept um, that, that change that's kind of forced upon us. But like, I'm pretty sure if I met you this time last year, and we're talking just at the start of uh, February um, 2021, so if I spoke to you even back in February 2020, which would have been four or five weeks before um, everything started, uh, to, uh, everything um, closed down. And if I had have even tried to describe what the next 12 months um, were going to look like. Um, so if I was a time traveler and I travel back in, in time of year, I'm pretty sure you probably would have had me locked up and kind of said, you know, Ken needs help. Uh, he's not, he's not well because like what he's suggesting is going to happen is, it's impossible, um, and like even when you when you say it out loud at times, it just sounds um, just so bizarre. Um, but yes, here we are, and, and you're right. And, and I think one of the things I touched on briefly, I think the nature of this the, the pandemic um, and the different phases of it and the different lockdowns that we've had to endure, each, each have had their own different kind of feeling and, and different um, way about them. I probably am because I'm an optimistic person. Optimistic that look, that there is light at the end of the tunnel, and and you know we're being assured and reassured that the vaccine works. Once we all get it, or a significant number of us get it, then more of what we what what we absolutely took for granted can can start to happen again. I do think there's that the, the, there is valuable lessons to be learned, and I think. Um, you're you're quite right. Listening to the student voices is key amongst all that. Um, and listening to the staff voice, Ken. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think um, I think they have an equal voice with the students. I mean, yeah. you know, for seventy percent of them, this is this is a completely different experience. Sure. But you know, you know what gives me hope and heart is that is the resilience of our sector, the the fact that we are able to respond, the fact that there are there are um, people are. Uh, you know, working with it, you know, everybody knows that it's different. Everybody knows and thought it was thought it was only going to be short term. Now they know that it's longer term than that. Um, and I just think that 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 innate resilience that was there in our sector, it really gives me huge hope um, for when this is finished that, you know, what 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 can actually emerge? You know, what 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 might it might it look and I don't think it's going to be what it was. I don't think it's going to be what it is now. Sure. But I think um, together we can find what we'd like it to be now that we've all had this experience. And that's why those voices are really important. Yeah. Um, no, you're absolutely right. And I don't think um, what we have right now has given us a taste of, I suppose, how some of these tools and technologies can work. Uh, and number one, look, most of technology um, is about communication and being able to communicate, just like I'm talking to you this afternoon, you're talking to me, um, even over uh, miles apart. Um, most of teaching is about that human connection as well. Um, and, and, and I think that's all the technology exists to do is to is to create those conditions just as you touched on there you, you think um when we come out the other side of this so i'm just 
as I said, we couldn't, and I, and I know it's a, it's, a, it's a slightly impossible question because if I asked you 12 months ago to predict where we were today, you, you, you definitely couldn't have done it. So um, maybe it seems slightly harsh asking you to, to predict 12 months in the, into the future. But look, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> so so think, thinking of this time next year and assuming that um, everything is um, back in what we would have been more familiar with, what do you think are the good bits that, we should hold on to or could hold on to um one of the things that we will have that we didn't have and we know we didn't have because of the index survey um now that, that then compared to october 2019 when the survey went out was that confidence in the confidence around using technology which is huge huge um i think i'm hearing ourselves we're hearing lots of lots of um feedback from, from students about that, that whole student experience, you know, the, the need to, to relate sort of on a personal level. It's quite, it is more difficult to, to for some of us, it's more difficult to, uh, to, to sort of be able to do all the things we would have done nat naturally if we were face to face, you know, looking at cues and things like that, because there's, they're, they're all different. I don't think, I think, don't think we're ever going to have ghost campuses. I think it's going to be a real mix of really good uh, blended approaches to our learning. I think we're going to be able to provide more choice for our students in terms of, of how they might actually want to engage. And, and I think that's going to be very important. Um, I think there are, you know, there are staff that will have embraced the technology and have blossomed and just can see the potential. And there is natural in this space, perhaps even better than they would have been in uh, in in the sort of the face-to-face -face or face-to-face -face, but in the sort of the, the position of tech. and i think again we're going to have to provide opportunities and maybe choice mm -hmm. um for our staff about about how they actually want to to engage with and, and teach the particular students and then we'll have some of our best teachers from you know the, the campus setting that would have used their their charisma and the reading of the people and you know the really got the engaged that are, are are lost without their tools online that they were their tool for communication and now they so i think we we need to to be listening that's why listening to our staff listening to our students now is really really important so that and it's, it's about doing it together this isn't about the senior manager deciding what particular programs mm -hmm. are are going to be delivered in this way and that way i think everybody has to have a voice and I and that's why I think this work that I'm hoping we're going to be able to do will be very important in just just capturing the kinds of things that are working so that we, we and, and the kinds of things that maybe we need to work on more and looking at different models and not just from the ones that we're thinking of ourselves, but looking at some of the, the international uh, some things that are happening internationally as well. So um, I'm, I'm avoiding the question because it's, it's so hard to answer. <laughs> no, 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 you're not. But, you're not but it's, you're, it's, you're, it's where I think you. Yeah. No, no, you're, 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 you're not avoiding it at all. You're, you're probably being slightly unfair in yourself. Uh, and I think, look, um, predicting the future is, is always um, uh, destined to failure anyway, because, you know, as I said, we, we couldn't we couldn't possibly have predicted this. And as you quite rightly said yourself, a pandemic wasn't on anybody's uh, register. Uh, register. Of course it wasn't. <laughs> Um, I, I don't even think I, I, I knew what a pandemic was until probably 12 months ago. Um, 
it's interesting some of the things you say there and some of the bits that are resonating with me and i suppose the nature of how things happened and because it all moved so quickly people kind of had to adapt largely by themselves right uh, and i think that there's a kind of a power in that self-discovery and figuring out things for yourself now we've had um i think i'm quoted as saying it somewhere we've had examples of people using tools the tools that we provide in ways that we wouldn't have immediately been obvious to us right um and even just uh it's a it's about uh two or three weeks ago now i had a meeting with a group of lecturers uh, myself who lecture in culinary arts and their typical classes were five and six hours long in a uh, working kitchen right mm. so they didn't typically use the vle or they didn't they wouldn't have used um uh, any of the kind of tools that 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 we would typically provide um and they were making apologies for that and i said look don't make any apologies because i understand perfectly why you wouldn't use it you didn't need to use it so if you didn't need to use it mm. what why would you be coming to me i mean your classes were very practical in nature uh, i was very heartened by the fact that number one they took on board some of the suggestions that we made and, and largely we were there to listen and try and uh, reassure and say, well, look, okay, I'm, I'm not telling you you can do your class exactly the way it was before, but maybe you could do this and maybe you could mm -hmm. do that and maybe you could do the other thing. And some of our suggestions were good, some of our suggestions were less good, um, but they came back with suggestions themselves as well. And it was that kind of two-way dialogue um, that if, if we try to mandate at the start, everybody has to do X, then not everything fits in that box. So you do need yeah. to give people the, 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 I suppose, the latitude and the flexibility to kind of figure things out for themselves. Um, and, and talking about that resilience and talking about the student and, and staff voice, one of the things that I found, again, I don't want to sound too gushing in my praise, but the, the, every lecturer I've met wants to do the right thing by their students um and absolutely uh, you know we, we said it at several training events that we ran that you know people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care now I, i'd love to say that i made up that quote i didn't i i borrowed it from 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 somebody else who uh i can't even remember who i borrowed it from at this stage but um uh, but yeah it's that you know if, if people think you, you you care and that you're there to help then their disposition towards you changes completely and 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 we have found with staff confidence which as you said people wouldn't have been confident of their ability to use the tools again we would have said look you know your students would understand so the the, the caring comes both directions nobody's expecting everything to be pin picture perfect and pin perfect and that you know that that you're delivering some sort of tv production when you're when you're delivering your class online if you're able to communicate, if you're able to convey a message and ha involve your students in the dialogue and be able to impart knowledge and give them work to do, you're you're well over halfway there. Mm -hmm. um, the other bits are, are the kind of trimmings um, and, and we can help with that. And, and yeah, I think the students can help too. Ken. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I think, you know, the students are, are, the, are the, they, it's their first for many of them, it will be their first experience of this for the staff it is. And you know, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with staff and students working together saying, look, I'm going to try out this. Let's, 
I'm not sure how it's going to work and let's have a talk about it afterwards and see in terms of did it actually this is what I wanted it to do yeah. did it actually manage to do that and not to be afraid to have, have, have this we're all learning together you know and we're, tr we're trying to get it and we're getting we're getting better and better at it I absolutely see it and I know that um, we track like obviously the high level numbers in terms of how many people are using the tools um, and our stats and metrics have gone through the roof in comparison to, to normal years so there's more people using the VLE obviously we wouldn't naturally there's more people using tools like Zoom because we wouldn't have had uh, as much mm -hmm. of that in the past um, but yeah I, I still get a, a, a secret kick out of um, on our first day of semester the week before last um, when all the classes kind of suddenly started up again um, and I think we had about 150 sessions running and I could see all the different class names um, I have to admit several of them I felt like dropping in just to see what was going on but that <laughs> that might have been slightly creepy so I, I, I avoided the temptation I, I, I avoided the temptation but yeah it was just it was absolutely amazing to see it and um, like we, we're only one small college but yet the, the, the thousands um, of, of students we see coming through our online door so to speak uh, every day um, shows me that they're, I don't want to make it sound like they're just getting on with it, but they're actually just embra they're, they're embracing what's available right now, uh, and maybe some of that will um, stick stick longer term. So, it, one of the things I I, I I briefly touched on before we before we press the record button, um, obviously this time last year the forum would have had a, a plan. You were working up to the launch of the index survey, and you probably had uh, uh, plans on the strength of that as to what was going to happen for the rest of the year. I'm guessing that changed a bit. Um, just and, a tad. And just a tad. <laughs> and and on, on the basis of that, like, where where do you see the forum going from here? Um, is it more of the same, or has this sped things up? I mean, I know that in in my own space in technology enhanced learning, we've probably said that it's moved the conversation on a couple of years in terms of what you can do with the technology. So, and it's probably brought everyone to a kind of a new baseline in that we would have had, like those, those chefs that I mentioned a minute ago, they didn't need to use the VLE because that's not where their students were. Their students were in a, a kitchen. Now they need to use the VLE because that's where their students are. So I suppose the, the, the question I'm asking in a very long-winded way of going about it is, how has this changed maybe the, the, the future direction of the forum or has it? I think it's 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 changed certainly. Um, I suppose the focus we had our work plan went through the went through our board last week. So and the kinds of, of things um, that are in our work plan, you know, it's around thinking about well how, how can we capture well well first of all I'll tell you that the the, tad, the, 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 the way it changed in March because I remember the 12th of March it was one of our National Forum Associate days, and we just said, they've just shut down the institutions. How can we help you? <laughs> and it was like, it was, a, it was one of these Zoom meetings. And then we, we put a lot of our effort into, um, into developing those resources. But most importantly, we also tried to get out early some learnings from the, the sector. So we had we published one of the first kind of pieces around you know, things that people knew and, and that's, again, gave me great encouragement because uh, one of the very strong things that came back from the work we did and we published it in June, July was 
in June, I think, was um, that institutions say never before had the institution come together and work so collaboratively. And that, that was just, I thought that was really wonderful. And that came across as one of the big learnings of never before. So it was, it was vertical, it was horizontal. Everybody was trying to work and share. Um, and, and I thought that was quite good. So that, that, kept, us, uh, that kept us going, as you can imagine, um, into, the, into the summer. And then, and then we have a big initiative around um, student success. And we were given um, 5 million euro by the, by the department. Um, to 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 distribute to the sector around student success and and so we then said okay so how do we now make sure that we can we can help institutions to target this funding so that they can start learning from the experiences that they're having and that's so a lot of our our, our work then went into right how do we structure this how do we enable institutions to engage with it and how do you review or rethink student success in the context of a pandemic and and what does it look like and and what do we need to do to be able to support that and i'm i'm hoping that it's that the the, the funding will give the institutions time and space that the reflective piece that i've done and um, but for this for for this year um one of the things i suppose we listen try to listen very carefully to what the sector are telling us so the learning is coming across very strongly assessments is coming across very strongly um and then you can't ignore, so we're going to have national conversations around assessment in an online space and, and, and all of that, that we'll be generating that next um, this year. But then you can't ignore the fact that on the other hand, you've got um, the Human Capital Initiative. It's just put millions of euros into the sector. So not only do we have a pandemic with those funding coming down and lots of things to do, we have a Human Capital Initiative that's, doing, that's asking us to do more stuff around agile curriculum and things like that. And I think we need, to join those conversations. So we're going to have a conversation led by the forum this year around, we hope, the, the agile, what do we mean by an agile curriculum? And that'll link into the national projects and micro-credentials and recognition of prior learning and, and things like that. So, and then if we didn't have enough to do, there's a whole digital transformation agenda at a national level, which we're filling, which we had always intended to do, but is now more, is more important than ever, which is around the digital vision. What is the vision, the digital vision for how, you know, and that I think links into where we've been, what we've learned, and now that way, that way we're going to go forward. But in typical forum way, we, we don't, we just don't sit in our offices or, or at home and think about that. We, we'll be doing it in collaboration with the sector to try and shape what that might look like based on the experiences, and that's the, the whole thing. And then if that wasn't enough, our strategy comes to an end at the end of this year. <laughs> So we have to have a new strategy, but I think our digital vision and all the work we're doing for that, and that's evidence base that we will develop, will actually inform that because I see that that's how we're going to be supporting the sector for the, the coming four years. And, and I get a plug in that we're having a big celebratory event on the week of the 8th to the 12th of November. It's called uh, Vital Week, Valuing Ireland's Teaching and Learning. And um, we're going to have showcases from all institutions. They're going to have, we're going to have kind of a, a monster event stunter showcases. It's going to be lots of fun, lots of eating, networking, and um, all done online, um, except for one day when the minister is going to uh, launch uh, some of the, the stuff that we've done, if we can do it, but we'll have a plan B online just in case. <laughs> Brilliant. I know, uh, well, 
yeah, I was going to say, I, I would hope by November we should be safe, but you, 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 I'm sure I probably would have made that prediction sometime in the past. Yeah, so it sounds like you have a very quiet time planned. Um, <laughs> Um, no, no I, 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 I'm kidding. No, uh, look, the, the, the work you're doing is fabulous. And of course, that's all underpinned by all the work you've done up until now. Um, and you have your, 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 your tools like your um, professional development framework, which, uh, as you know, I was involved in to a little yeah. extent. Um, and Delta framework, the Delta Awards. Yeah, the Delta Awards, exactly. Yeah, I was just going to. Oh, go we were drafting, we're drafting a recognition framework for the, the autumn as well. So Very good. So that they, we'll be piloting, yeah. Yeah, no, no. Look, uh, as they say, in 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 all the the, the best um, TV shows, watch this space, um, and 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 it certainly sounds like uh, it's going to be uh, very interesting times ahead for the forum. I'm well aware that I've used up lots of and lots of your very valuable time, uh, and you've been very generous with it to to, to come and uh, chat with me this afternoon. It doesn't remain. It doesn't. There's not much more for me to say other than uh, thank you very, very much for your time. It's been really enjoyable talking to you um, and I'm glad that we had the opportunity and I look forward to uh, putting out the, the, the recording and, and letting people enjoy it. Okay. Thank Dr. Terry McGuire, thank you very, very much. Thank you, William. <laughs>